Hi, and welcome to Comchurch Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray that it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk that you're about to hear. Last week, we, if you were here last week, <clears throat> Scott brought an amazing word here on chains. We saw him do his Udini act on the platform. If you didn't hear his word, I want you to go to the web, to the, what do you call it, the pod, is it? Do you call it the podcast? Go to the podcast and hear that word. But je- last week, he brought a wonderful word on chains, that Jesus came to give us freedom. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Amen. I'm free here this morning. Are you free this morning? You might be visiting. And and Scott said about the chains when we come to know Jesus, the chains that are in our lives are self-inflicted chains because he came to bring us freedom. And so the chains, he showed that the chains came off. When we come to Jesus, he takes, begins to work on those chains and we can start to walk in the freedom that the gospel, the good news brought us. So the good news of the gospel, Julian, is that the chains fell off, our heart is free and we can rise and walk and follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a clap. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Perhaps you're in church this morning for the first time. You didn't realise that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is good news. It's a good news because we are set free from the things that bind us, from fear, from despair. We have forgiveness. We saw this, we can have the joy of the Lord in our lives, all the benefit, a clear conscience. Those of you that do the foundation course will remember the benefits that we get through the gospel. We're a free people. We don't have to be bound. We don't have to be bound by addictions and things that hold us down. We have the, we have the answers for building good marriages, being good parents, and, 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 and being successful in life. That is the gospel. That is the good news this morning. We are God's free people. I, you know, that blesses me this morning. I'm, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Hallelujah. I can say no. I can stay be strong and and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that was manifested on that cross when he shed his blood for each one of us, I can be powerful in the face of temptation, in the face of things that the enemy would throw against us. We are a free people. Isn't that wonderful? You see, on Palm Sunday, the next day, a few days later, they were crying, crucify him crucify him and you know if we get up tomorrow morning and we're in the depth of despair after worshipping here right now you know we are defeating the object of us being in his presence today so if tomorrow morning we've been shouting here and praising and tomorrow morning Monday morning we get up and we're in the depth of despair then I believe the Lord wants to say to you tonight you haven't connected to that power that is here this morning I mean, are you in agreement if you think I'm preaching error just put your hand up all right but there's power in praise today there's power so we don't want to be like the people that were just then defeated and then they just crucify, crucify him get rid of him don't let's get rid of the presence of God that's that's in our lives but you know to know good news to appreciate good news you need to know what the bad news you need to know, you don't appreciate good news until you know what the bad news is 
And you know, so the gospel is good news. So I want you, if you're here for the first time, I'm, this is a positive thing. But you know, when Jesus came, he came to die. He didn't come to just live a good life and bless us, give us peace, give us joy, give us the feeling of happiness and contentment. These are the benefits. Do you know, there was a far greater reason that Jesus came. And I tell you, to me, it's an even more important um, reason this morning than my well-being, than my feeling of well-being. And you know, I think sometimes along the way, as Christians, we forget the real reason that Jesus came. The real reason that he came from heaven was to be back, right back. And so this is the bad news. Right back in Genesis, when Adam and Eve took of that tree of life, the whole of mankind died at that point, entered into a death. God never intended us as his people to die. He never intended us to know death. He never intended us to be sick and afflicted. He never intended us to know heartbreak and despair. But he certainly didn't want us to die. He didn't want us to know death. But you know, when Adam took of that tree, he condemned every single one of us sitting here today. In 2019, if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we were all condemned to a spiritual death as well as a physical one. And that is the real reason that Jesus came. So that we, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not, what? Perish, but have everlasting life. Every single one of us, before we responded to the truth that Jesus came to die to give us everlasting life, and to save us from going to a lost eternity, then we, if we hadn't received Jesus, that's where we're going. And that's what AD 30, 33 AD is all about. We want people to come to know the good news because every single person that's outside of Jesus today is going to a lost eternity. That's why it's important that the gospel goes out from our individual lives, that we share our stories, and as a church... We stand for sharing the kingdom with, with people. I want us to read Revelation 1, verse 17 to 18. I'm preaching on the keys, the, the master keys. And I'm going to prove to you this morning that we were all doomed for a lost eternity. And that lost eternity was a place called hell. I believe the good news is I'm going to heaven this morning. Come on, who's going to heaven with me this morning? Who's going? Isn't that wonderful good news? Isn't that amazing? And many of us are saying, hurry up, Lord. Beam me up, Jesus. Beam me up. The quicker, the better. But I'm going to show you this morning, the longer we're on this earth, is the best for people who don't know Jesus this morning. Are you in agreement with me? And so we're going to see that there was a place. And when man sinned, we go to that place. Let's read what Jesus says in Revelation 1, 17 to 18. This is Jesus. He says, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. This is, this is God. Just, I am the living one. I was dead, Jesus, and behold, I am alive forever and ever. Can we have a house shout this morning? He's alive forever and ever. And church, because he lives... 
We're never going to die. And we're going to live forever and ever with him in eternity in heaven. What good news is that? And I hold the keys of death and Hades. This is Jesus talking. He holds the keys this morning of eternal death of Hades. He's got the keys this morning. Hades is another way of, of, of saying hell. And so here Jesus is recognizing there's a heaven to gain, the Bible says. There's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. The Bible, Jesus talks about this. And when we look at scripture, we see that Jesus spoke of the bad news. So we appreciate the good news is that we were all lost and we were going to hell. He never created hell for us. When Satan rebelled in heaven and God threw him and, and a third of his demonic de demons out with him, he prepared a place for them called hell. Called hell. And it was never for us. It was never for humans. It was never for his, 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 his children. But through choice, Adam took of that tree of life and then we know brought death into the world. And so it was never intended for man. Never. God, God never sends anyone. God's love. He bought the cross. He never sent anyone to a lost eternity. He doesn't want to send anyone to hell. Church, we don't like talking about this. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? But I believe the Holy Spirit is going to bring this more and more to the forefront because I think a lot of preaching has lost this element of telling us why we need a saviour. Why we needed Jesus. He never intended you, nor me, or anyone. God, I listened to a video the other day that shocked me. And the preacher was saying, you know, God says the wages of sin is death. And then you stand before God. He's going, don't be surprised when God says, this is your wages and I'm sending you to, sending you to hell. You know, my heart broke. That's not the God I love. That's not the God I serve. That was totally anti-scripture. God never sends anyone to hell. He's never sent anyone to hell. It's a matter like Adam had a choice. We have a choice this morning. And if you're here, it's good, it is good news, but we're looking at what the bad news is. And so we see that God says in the scripture, it says that hell has enlarged itself, herself. Hell has enlarged herself. So that, that means it, was never, it got bigger and bigger as mankind made their decisions to live life outside of the Lord Jesus and his word. But you see, the fact is, God, Jesus this morning has got the keys. He's got the master keys of death and hell. I have got, he's got death and hell has no authority over me this morning. Because God's got the keys and because of his finished work on the cross... And my trust in him this morning. I don't fear hell. I don't fear death. Because God's got the keys in my life. And he's got all authority. And so I, my good news this morning, by recognizing the bad news, that without Jesus, there is a hell. But with him, there's eternal life in heaven. Apart from the wonderful life and quality of life he gives us as we live our daily life. But I know he, in my life, he has the authority where my eternal destiny is concerned. Are you pleased about that this morning? But let's look. We can see in Hebrews 2 verse 14. Since the children, this again, since the children have, have flesh and blood, he too, this is Jesus, he shared in their humanity. He took on flesh like us. He became man like us. 
He took on flesh. He took on their humanity so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. And that is the devil. Now, this is the Bible. This is God's word. This is, this is, this is the truth. Even today, people outside of the Lord Jesus, the enemy, Satan, has the power over them out of choice. But we all came to that place that loved Jesus. We, we said, Lord, we're making the right decision. We are trusting in you. In Corinthians 1, 15, 55, it says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Because for us, the good news is death. And etern- our eternal destiny is safe this morning. Church, it's more important than my personal happiness. It's more important this morning than my feeling of well-being. I am eternally secure because of what Jesus did on the cross for me. And by me putting my trust in him, I no longer have to fear death physically or spiritually going to a lost eternity. Now, that should, there should be great rejoicing in the house this morning. But God's heart breaks every time a soul passes from this scene of time without receiving the Lord Jesus because of their eternal destiny. Let's have a look at Revelation 20 verse 40. It says that death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. Oh, we don't like talking about this, do we? It's uncomfortable, so much nicer. But you know, when those chains came off, the chains of unbelief and the chains of doubt and the chains of facing reality comes off at the same time about where we are and who we are. Those, we can face these issues. Jesus spoke about the lake of fire. He spoke about how Jesus did. If you've got an argument with me this morning, take it up with Jesus because he's, this is his word. There is a heaven to gain, church, and there's a hell. And for us Christians who play fast and loose with our salvation, we need to remember that. We need to remember that this morning. God is a just and holy God. And if it wasn't for the cross and if it wasn't for him pouring out his anger and his, and his, and his um, and righteousness upon Jesus, we would all be consumed this morning. But Jesus took our punishment. He went to hell. We're going to see he went to hell for each one of us. You know, this isn't an easy word for me to preach because you know what I'm like. I like, you know, no, but this is the word that Lord, because it's all linked to AD 33. We've got to see why we are doing what we do, why we do, why we want to share our story. It's not about just sharing a little story about this life. It's about the next life. And so we see in the lake of fire. Now let's look. You say, Jesus didn't talk about the lake of fire. I mean, that sounds awful. Well, let's look. I want us to look at the story. And I'm trying to get that. I know that the, the Bible Academy in the future are going to look to going into this in depth. Julian's laughing. Are you laughing at me down there? All right. And I know, but I tell you, church, we'll never share our story. We'll never, unless we grasp that this is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. Who's in your life that doesn't know Jesus? Who's in your life? And have you ever shared? Because, you know, if they die today, you know, unless God, you know, unless I believe God can do amazing things at the last moment, but the majority of time, they pass from death into death. We pass from death into life. Amen. But look at Jesus' story here. This is Jesus, so don't argue with me. See Jesus, right? Let's go. Um, 
Matthew, uh, just, a minute, just a minute, Jesus in Matthew 5 and 7 talks about hell. He says it's a place of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now, I don't know what form this is going to take, right? None of us know in what form this is going to take. But, you know, Jesus hasn't told us everything about heaven. We couldn't cope with it. He's only given us figurative things that in this life, in our, with our mentality, that we can grasp. I mean, it says about the streets of gold, the gates, the pearly gates with pearls and diamonds. And, and we've got, you know, we're going to walk on streets of gold. Now, that could be all fig God. It's far beyond we could ever imagine. So he's, he's trying to put it into words for us to grasp in this life, a glimpse of what heaven is. And this is a glimpse of what a lost eternity is, what a hell is to die without Jesus, without receiving him as Lord and Savior. The weeping and wailing. Do you know, it must be awful to know that Jesus loved you and died on the cross and then you go to a lost eternity forever and ever and ever in hell and realizing that if you'd have put your trust in Jesus, you wouldn't be there and there's no escape. This is an escape room. Hell is a place where there is no escape, right? There is no escape. And so we're putting it into people's hearts to just challenging them that the fact is that there's, and so the, on the worm of conscience, it says never dies. The worm in hell, the worm, so I don't know what form it's going to take. It's not in this scene of time. Heaven isn't in this scene of time. It's totally out of this scene of time. But I, so I, I don't know. I don't know how, but I'm a glimpse. I'm believing, you know, that those streets are gone. I've got a mansion. I'm believing well, I've got my own mansion over there. We've got all these pictures of heaven. Well, this is the picture of hell that Jesus is giving us. That the worm of conscience never dies. What does that mean? It means that everything that we've ever done that we know was against God's holy law and against his will, were for eternity, never ending, going on and on and on, remembering the things that if we hadn't done that, if we'd have come to the, the cross and been forgiven, then we wouldn't have to be reliving these memories, the worm of the weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth to know that we, if we hadn't have received Jesus, to know that we rejected the gospel and it was too late. Hark the herald angels sing, full of the gospel and the words of the carols will go round and round in our minds. Well, that caused my teeth to gnash as well, to think that there's no way out, no escape. That's why the cross was so important. That's why Jesus came. He took that upon so that we could have the great escape in our lives. Church, don't look at me like that, honestly, please. But let's have a look what Jesus said in this story. Let's turn to um, Luke 16, 19 to 31. Just quickly, and I'm not going to read it. Because it's take too long, I think, to read it. Have you, got, have you put the reading up? I want you to read this when you get... But this is Jesus speaking here. This is the story of Jesus about Abraham, um, the, the poor man, Lazarus, was poor and he was, he was a poor man and he died. And it says that he, Jesus said, he went into Abraham's bosom. Can you actually put the, the, the words, the reading up? Is it? And... Um, and Right, he went into Abraham's bosom, which was a picture of heaven, and it says the rich man. He went into hell. So Abraham's bosom speaks of of heaven, uh, but the the rich man does that mean because you're rich you automatically go to hell? No, the, the Lazarus was a man. You know we are sinners. We're born in sin and we're shaped in iniquity. So we are sinners. 
And the, lepr- the poor man is speaking of, he had the humility. He was humble enough to recognize he needed a saviour. The rich man represents people who are rich in their self-confidence. Don't need Jesus. Don't need anything. Self-sufficient. I don't need God. I don't believe in God. What do I need all this rubbish for? I don't believe this religion and all this stuff. That's represented in the rich man. And he went into hell. His attitude, it took him to hell. And it said that Abraham um, was safe and secure in Abraham's bosom. He was a believer. But it says that the rich man was in torment. He was tormented. And he shouts over. There was a gulf. And he shouts over to the, to the Lazarus. This is Jesus, the story of Jesus. This is him telling the story. And it says that the rich man shouted to Lazarus that was in Abraham's bosom. Figurative, church, please. This is figurative, all right? This is, but it's, Jesus is making the point here. And he said, you know, please, it's, I'm burning in the fire here. It's so hot and I'm in so much torment. I need, I'm thirsty. Please, can you just dip your finger in some water and come and, 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 and take this thirst away from me? And it says that Lazarus shouted back across. He says, I can't. He says, I can't because there's a great gulf. There's a great space between me in Abraham's bosom and where you are in hell. There's a great big gulf and nobody can cross it. I can't. Church, does this not break your heart? Because this is Jesus giving this story this morning and I'm not apologizing for it. You know, if we don't take any other scripture that's in, Bi- in the Bible, this is Jesus. Now, Jesus gave wonderful parables. We'd love to hear those this morning. But this was a very significant, significant. And so the guy's crying out, oh, well, if you can't, if you can't come and quench my thirst, send someone. Just send someone from here to go and tell everybody what a terrible place hell is. Please send someone, let someone go and warn the people that they need to put their faith in Israel's God. And he said, I can't, because he said, even if we did, even if we could do it, nobody would believe. That's what the story, that's Jesus saying that. But I tell you what, God has raised up his people in the earth. (laughs) We've got the good news. We've got the good news. And in the light of this, this, this story about Abraham, Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, I'm not going to go into lots of other things. There's, there's a major teaching on these, which I know the Bible Academy one day is going to bring out. But just like the end times, there's so much to look at it here. But God does not want you or anyone that's in your life to go to a place where there's a great gulf and no one can reach there. Let's see what it says here. We were never, ever intended. This morning, who's got the power of death and hell this morning? (laughs) Who's got the keys? Who's got the keys? Jesus has the keys this morning over my life. That's the good news. That's the good news. Over my life, because of putting my trust in Jesus, you know, I passed from death unto life. I've passed from death unto life. But today, people have to make a choice because 
Jesus won't use these keys if he's not asked to, to unlock the fact that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. But the gift of God is eternal life this morning in Christ Jesus. But it's a choice. I don't know where you are this morning. Perhaps you're thinking, well, that's unfortunate that you should have come this morning because I can't ever remember ever preaching on this subject before, perhaps mentioned it. But you, you're here this morning because there's much more to our lives than happiness. Do you know if Jesus never answers another prayer, if he never, never doesn't heal another body in this church, never answers my, a prayer of mine, I tell you what, I'm safe for eternity. <laughs> if I die today, I'm going straight into the presence of the Lord. Can you say that this morning? Can you say that this morning? Because the good news is that for God so loved you, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should never perish. Put your name there. Put your name there. Because God never intended us to go to hell. He never intended us to go to a lost eternity. It breaks his heart. But he gave us a wonderful gift. What was the wonderful gift God gave us apart from his salvation was our free will. He gave us the gift of free will. I can choose. I can, he says, choose you this day who you will serve. God's put the ball in our court. You choose today. I chose many years ago. Many of us here chose Jesus many years ago. But it's a choice. It's a choice. But I just want us to just stand in the presence of the Lord right now. And I want us to give thanks for our salvation. I want to th- that because of his, what he did on the cross for each one of us, that have received him as Lord and Saviour, we are safe for eternity this morning. We are going to be, with Bible said, that we're going to spend eternity in his presence And we've got an exciting future, an exciting future this morning because of the cross, because of what Jesus did for each one. And that place where we came and we received him as our Lord and Saviour. But first of all, he came so that we would never, ever taste death. Never taste death. And if God doesn't do anything else for you or for me, that is amazing. That in a very dangerous world, none of us know what a day is going to bring forth, but we're eternally secure because of Jesus this morning. Church should be praising him. This is, re- this is the reality. This is the good news of the gospel. We'll never die. We'll never die. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you, and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to contact us, please visit www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.